Thank you for joining us today for this life-changing message from River of Life. If you are ever in our area, we would love for you to join us. For more information, visit us at rolcrawfordville.com. That's rolcrawfordville.com. Or download our app in the App Store under ROL Crawfordville. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. He reminds me of what I heard a preacher say one time about another guy. I said, he's going to heaven. I'm confident of that if he doesn't shoot past it on the way up. (laughs) 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 Wow, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Can you think of a better way to begin a new year? Man, this is it. This is it. And I trust that no one here today has a headache. (laughs) However, if you do, we've got some good news for you today. Hey, we are changing things up. Let me tell you what will happen from this point on. Uh, I'm going to give you a brief word, uh, just something to carry with you into the new year. And it really is life-changing. And then I'm going to give everybody in the house an opportunity to come to the altar, to humble yourself before the Lord, to pray. You don't have to stay here long, and we'll take time, and you'll have an opportunity to come and bow before the Lord, or if, or if your knees aren't working well, you can stand before the Lord. And, so, and then you'll go back to your seats, and then we will go back into worship, and then we'll close the service celebrating communion. Today, what I want to share with you is this. Our God is a God of fresh starts and new beginnings. A God of fresh starts and new beginnings. Now, I'm not real big on New Year's resolutions. And probably it's because I've made so many that amounted to nothing. But having said that, If God's word says that I can have a fresh start and a new beginning, and even better than that, if God's word tells me how to have a fresh start and a new beginning, then I should pay attention, shouldn't I? And shouldn't you? And and when the word of God tells us that we can have a second chance or a third chance or a fourth chance or a 50th chance, or maybe a thousand chances. Boy, we should thank God, shouldn't we? I mean, that's hallelujah territory. Uh, that's praise God. Uh, and, and if the Bible offers that to us, and it does, I'll show you in just a second. If it offers that to us, then we should refuse to ever give up. And quitting should never be in the equation. We, we should keep trusting God, keep praying. And when we fall down, get back up. You know, if, if you fall down one moment, the next moment, get back up and keep going after, after God. Now, if you think for a moment that, if I, that I've overstated the grace of second chances, then I have a scripture for you. It's Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. This is what it says. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. 
Now just pause right there. Let me tell you, the only reason God has put up with you and me this far is because he's merciful. That's the only reason. Not because we're good enough, not because we deserve it, not because we're worthy. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Our God is an all-consuming fire, the Bible tells us. Because his compassions fail not, they are new when? Every morning. morning. Great is your faithfulness. You, You see, friends, the Bible tells us that God is merciful, that God is compassionate, and God is faithful. And those things are new and fresh and available every morning of our lives. So if you think about it, the fact that you and I woke up this morning means that God's given us another chance. It's another opportunity. And, and when you and I woke up, God had not changed. We may change, but God doesn't change. Uh, and if he does change, then his mercy, his compassion, his faithfulness is intensified. It's fresh. It's new. It's available, which means that if God does not change, that means we can change, that we do have hope, that we can press forward. Now, what I want to do is give you four scriptures. I hope you got something to write with. I'm going to give you four scriptures to take into the new year with you. And I hope and pray you'll activate these scriptures this very day. And I'll just go ahead and tell you what we're going to find in these four scriptures. We're going to find that you can begin the new year with a clean slate. That you can begin this new year with the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That you can begin this new year with times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And you can begin this new year knowing that you'll see great things from the Lord that you don't even know about. Now, I didn't make any of that up, almost a verbatim right out of the scripture. So let's begin, a clean slate. 1 John 1, 8 and 9 says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. I'm sorry, but we're all in the same boat. I mean, I don't want to insult you. Uh, but the Bible says all have sinned. There's none righteous. No, not one. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've all done that which was right in our own eyes. We are all in the same boat when it comes to sin. We fall short of the glory of God. If we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But listen to this. If we confess our sins, that means you get honest. That means you quit pretending. That means you take off the facade. That means you get real with yourself and others, I believe, you get real with yourself, but especially you get real with God. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, read it with me, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That means a clean slate. If I were to ask for a show of hands with this question, how many of you would like to begin 2023 with a clean slate? I would like to think every hand in the house would go up. I mean, after all, who wants to drag the mistakes, the weaknesses, uh, the hardships, the failures of the past into a new year when God says that you can be cleansed 
from all of that, cleansed from all unrighteousness. So the first thing is you can have a clean slate, 1 John 1, 8 and 9. And I do believe if his mercies are new every morning, we probably should start every day with a clean slate. Just, just make this a daily practice. Here's your second scripture, Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, I want to talk to somebody specifically this morning. I don't know who you are, but God knows who you are. Do you really think God is pleased with all that worrying you're doing? I mean, really. Is it like a commitment? You know, if I don't worry, the world will unravel. Really? I'm not making this up. Look, be anxious for nothing. That means don't worry about anything. And then it says, let your requests be made known to God. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. I, I tell you, I believe worry is an insult to the God who saved us. Worry is an indictment against God's ability to handle the situation. Worry says, yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm not going to trust God with this because I need to worry about this. Stop worrying. Start praying. What's the result? Verse 7 says, in the presence of God and the peace of God. Let me try this way. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We're not just talking about a clean slate. We're talking about having peace with God that surpasses your own ability to comprehend it. Now, friends, either the Bible is given to exaggeration and hyperbole, or it's the truth. And the fact is, you can have peace. Such wonderful, great overwhelming peace that you can't even wrap your own mind around it. This is, this is possible. Here's the third scripture. Acts three nineteen. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. You see, it's a known fact biblically that we've all sinned, we've all made mistakes, we all fall short. But the question is, will we repent? Will we turn to God? And when it says repent, therefore, and be converted, the word converted there means changed. And I can tell you how you can know if you've repented sufficiently. And that is when you repent to the point that things start changing in your life. If, if your repentance does not lead to change, you need to stay in it for a while. You need to stay in repentance until there's a change in your life. And the Bible says that your sins will be blotted out and times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Years ago, I was in a prayer meeting over in Alabama with a group of pastors. <clears throat> and there was a young pastor close to me. We were all pastoring churches. His name was Tony, and Tony got on, <coughs> excuse me, Tony got on the floor by me, and, and Tony started uh, praying. And you know, if you've been in prayer meeting, you get so close to somebody, and man, he was, he was praying. And I couldn't help but hear him pray. Maybe the Lord wanted me to hear him pray. But this is what he said. 
he said, forgive me, Lord, I repent. That's what he said. And then he said it again, forgive me, Lord, I repent. Sometimes he'd whisper, forgive me, Lord, I repent. And sometimes he'd get loud, forgive me, Lord, I repent. And I prayed with him for about 30 or 40 minutes. There was a lot of pastors around, and that's all he ever said. He just kept saying, forgive me, Lord, I repent. I wanted to tap him on the shoulder and say, what on earth have you done? <laughs> really? What I didn't though, and he kept saying, forgive me, Lord, I repent. Forgive me, Lord, I repent. Forgive me, Lord, I repent. And I'm telling you, the sweet, refreshing presence of God fell. I, I've, I, I just got the overflow. Sometimes you just need to get close to somebody that means business with God. I, I just got the overflow, the residue of what happened with him. He repented until the refreshing presence of God fell on his life. Stay at it, I'm telling you. Stay at it. We can go into this new year with a clean slate, with the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, and we can have the refreshing presence of God, but we've got to do it his way, not our way. All right, moving quickly. The last one, and I love this one. Jeremiah 33, 3. I have given you four now, haven't I? Okay, good. Jeremiah 33, 3. We used to call this what? God's phone number. That's what we used to call this. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God says, if you'll just talk to me, if you'll call out to me, I'll show you things. I'll reveal things to you. I will move in your life in such a way that you you won't even hardly be able to understand it, things you don't even know. I'm telling you that if you are a child of God, and if you're not a child of God, I'm praying before you leave here today, you will be a child of God. But if you are a child of God, I'm telling you that God has some unimaginable things in store for you. God wants to do great things in your life. He's a great God, and what he does is great. And if he does something in you, it has to be great. Amen? Amen? So God wants to do some amazing things in your life, but you have to call out to him. Now, you may be thinking it's too late for me, but friends, when God is in the equation, it is never too late for God to do great and marvelous things. Now, did you notice something about all four of these scriptures? And that is they have a common denominator, all four of them. You have to pray. You have to talk with God. You have to make your request known. You have to call out to God. I, 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 we all do it in our own ways, but you have to get involved in this. Like Tony, the young preacher crying out to the Lord, God hears your words, but he wants to know your heart. And, and the common denominator is you have to pray. The great John Wesley said, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. I want to ask you, on this first day of a new year, would you dare to believe God's word? Would you dare to believe that the Bible says what it means and it means what it says? Would you dare to believe that you can go into a new year with a clean slate? 
I mean from all unrighteousness, not one thing holding on to you, that you can leave the past behind you and press on to a future with God, with things getting better. By the way, the world's getting worse. But that is not an excuse for us. While the world's getting worse, we should be getting better. That you, would you dare to believe that you can begin a new year with a clean slate? Would you dare to believe that you can have the peace of God that's so amazing? When people ask you, what in the world is going on with you? You just say, I, I don't know. I just know that I've got the wonderful, glorious peace of God on my life. Would you dare to believe that? Would you dare to believe that you can have times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord where the spirit of God is just moving over you and your family and your work and your finances and, and everything that belongs to you? Would you dare to believe that? I'm just asking, do you believe God's word? And if you do, would you, would you just dare to believe it? Would, would, would you believe that if you would call on the Lord, just call on the Lord, that he'll show you things that you don't even know. Amen. All I'm doing is challenging you with the word of the living God. Would you bow with me just for a moment? And just a second, we're going to open the altar. And I'm encouraging every person here today, even our guest, to come and just say, Lord, I choose to believe. I believe that you can cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I believe I can have the peace of God. I believe I can experience your refreshing presence. I believe I can see things in my life that I've always longed for. And Lord, I'm calling on your name. I'm going to pray. I'm asking you to begin something today that will be characteristic of your life all year long. And what an amazing year it will be. Father, bless us. Bless us, Lord. To seek you. The Bible says, seek and you'll find. Ask and it'll be given. Knock and it'll be open. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, uh, you'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Oh, to turn our focus toward the Lord. To turn our focus toward the Lord. We're not going to get in a hurry now, but as the music plays, the altar is open. I want to encourage you. You don't have to stay long, but just come to the altar. Come to the altar. Say, God, I've heard your word. I believe your word. And I trust it. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for listening to this message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or if you need someone to pray with, please contact us at 850-926-1200 or email us at info at rolcrawfordville.com. We also want to encourage you to visit us this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. Please visit us online at rolcrawfordville.com for more information and directions.